0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
1: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. With host Ralph Malbrough and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Welcome to the Saints
2: Happy Hour bonus cast. We're doing it because...
3: Bur- birthday bash Birthday cast.
2: bash bonus cast because everybody donated. They said, we want an extra podcast uh, every month besides Shrunk History. Just talk about whatever. And we told you, people, that you'd want it. And you gave enough donations. And God damn it, you were right to want the podcast. Because today, man... The Saints come firing out the gate. They were not screwing around. Um, Andrew, hey, ha-
3: happy birthday, Ralph. Yeah, thanks. I mean, um, Ralph is Ralph is doing this on his birthday for you um, guys. Yeah, yeah c- baddest, I am. That is that is commitment. I
4: thought, I thought you were supposed to be like going out to a meal and I getting got, wasted. I did. I got.
2: I'm pretty. I had a, a couple of liters of German beer, so I'm good to go, uh, my friend.
4: Are you getting? Are you getting laid after this? I hope you're getting laid. After this. <laughs>
2: unless i pass out well you know that could, that could put a that could put a crib in it i want to read uh a text that andrew sent me today um let's see at about uh at about twelve fifteen. if the saints get malcolm butler and Zietler on the same day i'll be gay for loomis that's an exact quote from that's exact text from andrew today um it's true we were fired Uh, up i mean it when it got to when it got to like 12 fortunate
3: fortunately or unfortunately i'm i'm still straight
2: you're still straight but andrew there was a moment in there where they where they signed gin they signed Klein. It looked like the Brandon Cooks deal for Malcolm Butler was imminent, and it was down to the Saints and, and and the Browns for Zietler. It looked quite possibly for like a good fifteen minutes, like it was going to be the greatest free agency day in the history of the Saints, and it's still pretty awesome. Um, but you're yeah. You're, I you're, mean,
3: they they basically they 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 lit. Any hope of a compensation pick in 2018
2: <laughs> on, on fire? <laughs> oh, so but I mean, initial initial thoughts on what you saw. Let's start with, and I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna give us a, a a kick in the pants because we were talking about. Look, if they trade Brandon Cooks, they need to get a guy who can stretch the defense. They need to get a guy who can return kicks and punts and play special teams. And we were all like quarter Patterson, but man, Andrew, we forgot the number one thing, man. The saints love players. They play against, they went all in for Josh Norman, man. Ted Ginn was the guy. He, he was an obvious entity. He was staring us in the face
3: and yeah. And we really, well, he's been a free agent a few times now and yeah. they, they've, they've never gone after yeah, him. But the saints. So, go ahead. Yeah. I, I think the stars kind of aligned this time. Um, he, he serves a dual function. So, you know, if Cooks is out the door, um, obviously the Saints desperately need a field stretcher um, to at least fulfill that role that he gives them. And then, uh, you know, kickoff returns, punt returns. I mean, the Saints have just been so miserable in those departments.
2: They have. Dan
3: uh, comes in and immediately gives them, I would say, their most explosive return guy. Certainly since Brawls, maybe since Reggie they Bush.
2: They haven't averaged over nine yards of punt return since 2008. Dave, how, how,
4: uh, how. Wait, let's, wait, wait, wait we're, we're not done with Ted Ginn here. No, Look, I was going to say. I, 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 I like the signing as, as, uh, as a special teams guy goes. Um <clears throat> You know the de- the Saints definitely need a kick in the ass when it comes to, or a shot in the arm when it
3: comes to. Uh, How uh, scared are you or the Stone now, Hands though? Well, kick, it, yeah, it, that's it's exactly. Not, it's as not a just Stone Hands. He, he It's ball security too. Yeah. I mean, as, a,
4: as as a receiver, we've played Ted Ginn now, <laughs> uh, a, a whole bunch of times in in, in, in in over the last five six years, and uh, us and a lot of other teams in the NFL have been the beneficiary of just. Fucking <laughs> stupid ass drops, just the stupidest drops you've ever seen in your life. The dude will just be wide open, with the with the cornerback twenty yards away, and the dude will fucking just <laughs> the ball for no reason. And he's now on our team as a receiver. I'm I mean, not crazy How good about does him. He, how good does he I'm have to be on special teams? How, team. how many
2: how many how good does he have to be on special teams to? balance out the five to six horrific drops he's going to have
4: oh, he he, <laughs> he needs at least like two or three td returns
2: <laughs> oh, i don't know about that i mean i would i would he's averaged 10 and a half yards of punt return no. his career the saints haven't broken nine yards of punt return since 2008
3: I- yeah he's he's got seven touchdowns on returns in his career but none since 2014
2: I mean, I just want him to be average. Uh, just be no, average on kicks and punts and he's fine.
4: Now, oh my god, I'm seeing it now. He's going to fuck us some some <laughs> in the game. One week, I can fucking see it now. Davis, <laughs> Dave, you are fired up because you
2: were adamant that Nick Fairley did not deserve anything more than a one-year deal. The Saints that is gave correct. him Thank four- thank you for
4: being accurate in your reporting.
2: <laughs> the Saints
4: earlier earlier you said I didn't want them to sign no, him. I'm, I'm you, okay with them signing
2: They gave him 4 years, 30 million dollars.
4: It is terrible. a
2: phenomenal signing, Stupid. but go ahead.
4: Just, they just they just lit money on fire. I, I can't <laughs> wait for two I can't wait 2 years from now when uh, all of that counts as dead money against our cap. What uh was cause the guarantees I'm sure that's what's going to happen. I
2: haven't seen the guarantees.
4: I haven't I haven't seen the structure of the contract. So I mean to be honest with you, I, I really shouldn't say anything until we know more details about it. I can't it,
2: imagine for four, for for four <laughs> years, thirty million, Andrew. I mean, so
3: we. I think I think we can safely assume that a decent chunk of it is guaranteed. What do you I mean, think? they gave him a handsome, handsome contract, and that's
4: fine. Look, I'm I'm well, okay with pa- with paying him guaranteed money. I'm okay with a big signing bonus. Honestly, if it's like if it's a, if it's a four-year deal, but if it was like where only the first year is guaranteed and, and like, the Saints can void it after the second year, like, then that's fine. I don't care. I didn't care how much they paid him. It was always about the length of the contract. I I just, I need Fairly to not be, we need him to not be comfortable. We need him to be hungry. We need him, we we need to find, find, it seems to me that he is very financially motivated, and so he always has to have that financial motivation and...
1: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American
4: Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. His next possible contract.
2: Well, here's 50. the thing, though. I mean, I would think, Andrew, at $30 million for four years, I would think, what, like $12 million is guaranteed, maybe? $13 million?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that.
2: They're going to be able to get out of this after the second year if they want. And look, listen, if you look at the contracts that some defensive linemen got today and, and earlier, I mean, Miami gave Branch, who had been cut and bounced around, he got three years, 27, 15 million guaranteed. Uh, the guy for Carolina, I forget his name, people wanted him. He got, th- he got what, three years, 21 million, 13 million guaranteed. So... Uh, four years and 30 million is, I, I mean, to me, even if, Andrew, even if Nick Fairley goes back and he doesn't have a career year and he ends up being an average run of the mill defensive tackle, three and a half sacks, if you're paying him $7 million, that's fine because that's what an average defensive tackle gets paid now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to what I've said all along. Uh, I've said this numerous times, and uh, for me, it was all about the Saints just... They couldn't afford to go backwards. Um, I I thought they were finally at a place where they were improving. Yeah, Uh, Fairley was by far, in my opinion, one of the better players on what was still a pretty pretty mediocre defense, if not bad. And so... um, They just they weren't in a position to where they could go backwards and losing fairly absolutely would have left a hole on this defense that would have needed to be replaced. Now, I mean, look, there's still some holes on this roster, but I feel so good about defensive tackle. When you look at the depth they have with fairly and Rankins as starters, I mean, Davison's a guy that became a starter last year. That's a good young player. And then, you know, Onyamata is kind of like a sub guy they have that has promise that they like Mm -hmm. um, that's developing. So I feel like defensive tackle. I mean, if there's one spot, I would say depth and and quality is really good. I mean, they've got a four man rotation where they can shuffle guys in and out. And when you're able to shuffle guys, it means less injuries because you're putting less of a a snap load on guys like Farrelly, guys like Rankin. So they're fresher. And if they do get an injury, um, they can sustain it. They can absorb it because they have guys that can fill in.
2: Uh, Dave, this, while Carolina was being ridiculous and giving uh, Khalil from Minnesota $55 million, they were giving $55 million to a player that Vikings fans were like, thank God he's leaving. While <laughs> Carolina was busy doing that, the Saints were busy signing A.J. Klein uh, to a, what is it, three years, $15 million deal or something. Um, your your thoughts on him are 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 you sort of okay with what they have at linebacker now with Klein or do you need, feel they need to do more?
3: Well, don't, don't forget Manti Teo's coming in for a visit.
4: Oh, and, and his fake girlfriend.
3: <laughs> well, hopefully.
4: Uh, look, to be honest with you, I don't really know that much about Klein. Um, uh, but uh, I wouldn't say that simply adding him. Uh, makes me totally comfortable with the linebackers I'm glad they went and got a linebacker I think it was definitely one of the bigger needs on defense um, but uh, I still think that they need to add a whole bunch more and uh, and I'm pretty sure that they plan on doing that
2: my tweet capacity is now going to drop by 35% Andrew because 35% of my tweets uh, was go sign a goddamn guard and it's been like that for two years. <laughs> yeah, and what are we going
3: to complain about? What now? are we going
2: to complain about? And the thing is, like, we were because Zietler, I would argue he's the best free agent there was to get. Like, he was that good at guard. But give credit to Mickey Loomis. Last year they went after Boone and they didn't get him. And they didn't. They had some guards. They didn't. They liked in the draft. They didn't. They didn't. They, they weren't there in the second round. So the Saints didn't draft the guard. They were not fucking around at guard because what was it? You tweeted me, like, uh, that Zietler signed with the Browns, and then, like, 15 minutes later, they had signed Warford? Yeah. Detroit. So, yeah, I mean, they this, weren't fucking I mean, around.
3: This was, yeah, this was clearly, I mean, this was similar to the, um, the Ben Grubbs thing, where, um, you know, in, the, in, the, in that case, it was Carl Nix, who was Zietler. Uh, you know, they basically offered Carl Nix an enormous contract. Uh, Nix was down to the Bucks. And the Saints and uh, Knicks decided to go to the Bucks for their at the time the richest contract for a guard in NFL history. And so, the next guy in free agency down the list that you know, basically the next best qualified guard was Ben Grubbs. And the Saints said, All right, Grubbs, we're offering you the contract we just offered, um, for uh, for, for nicks And they ended up signing him. So, I, I think it was like that. I think the Saints basically lost out on Zietler and immediately said, All right, who's the next guard? Next best guy on our list. It's Warford. He's the next best what available. What his numbers?
2: I didn't see his contract numbers.
3: Uh, they haven't announced it yet. I mean, my guess is it's going to be somewhere between eight and $9 million a year.
2: He kind of – he's, he's – I mean, clearly he's much younger than Jari Evans. I think he was the third-rated guard. He was 25. Yeah, he was the third-rated guard. AJ – Lang for Green Bay was ahead of him, but Lang is injured. Has injury issues, uh, but but Warford sort of declined. He was great his first year in Detroit, and then sort of the last three years is sort of underachieved. But apparently, he's awesome at screens, which is good. Um, hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean,
3: you know, I will say with Warford, uh, he, he, his kind of he's always been kind of a road grader in in, in the run game, and I, I do think the Lions have gotten so pass happy. Um, I mean, it's more egregious to this than the saints in terms of <laughs> how, how much they throw. And I think that's stretched him out a little bit. Um, and I think that's the reason a little bit for his drop off. And I think he'll come to the saints. I mean, he's certainly used to the high volume passing with Matt yeah. Stafford. So, uh, I think he'll come into the saints offense, but I think if anything, it'll be nice for him to come into an offense with an established running game with an established back like Ingram. Um, where he can actually make a bigger dent um, in the run game.
2: Uh, Dave, is it is is
3: because um... I mean the Lions really they really and truly throw every play.
2: <laughs> they do, and their, their run game was just <laughs> their run game was. Awful. I mean, um, but I mean today. I mean it was it was it was phenomenal today. Is the, is there was there anything?
4: I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't think today was like that amazing. I mean, it was. It was fun. You know, they made some. They made some.
3: Yeah, decent but, when's moves. A, but when's the last time, Dave, on the first day of free agency that they signed four dudes on the first day? You know, normally uh, it's like you know the first day happens and then the Saints wait for the maybe they get one dude. And then they wait for the market to settle for a few days. And then they add some yeah, guys. Yeah, I guess like, that's
4: true. It's amazing I, what you can do when, when you've got yeah. money to actually spend. Yeah. Last time I remember that. the signs. And, and, like and,
3: yeah, and guys like Klein and, and Ginn are normally guys that are signed in day four or day five.
2: Yeah. Um, so they, they really hit – got targeted the guys they wanted and and, and did a great job. I mean um, the, the Brandon Cooks thing is still sort of lingering – um, I feel like – I feel like, Dave, the market's kind of shutting on the Saints because Philadelphia got uh, Alshon Jeffrey, um, you know, so that that closes off them. So I feel like it's really kind of down to Tennessee and New England. Um, the interesting thing with New England, though, today is, you know, we were talking about the 30 – they said the 30-second pick wasn't enough. But today it was like straight up uh, for Brandon Cooks from Malcolm Butler – uh, and there's a really like the, opi- I don't on Twitter. The opinion for that, Dave was all over the fucking place. Like some people were like, I, what is new England doing? Uh, and then other people are like, that's a huge win for new England. Butler's not that good. He's a system guy. Like it's all over the place. What's, what is your feeling on that?
4: If that, I mean, him? I think, I, I think if you're talking about a one-to-one swap, I think the saints would be foolish. I think, I don't think that's a, that's an even trade. Uh, not. Can certainly use a guy like Malcolm mm-hmm. Butler, but um, I don't know. I, I just I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not being a homer here. I'm trying not to be a homer, but I mean, I just think Brandon Cooks is way more valuable than than Malcolm Butler. So I think a one-to-one trade would uh, would the Patriots. I, I think to even things out, they'd also have to
2: give
3: give something. Andrew. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, kind of disagree. Admit, you, you're, I, I disagree. You're fine I, with I think. Well, I, I wouldn't do it straight. I mean, there, there's a contract um, component at play, um, and that's that currently Malcolm Butler is tendered as a restricted free agent, um, so he's on a one-year tender. If, I mean, if he doesn't sign that, uh, then I don't really think the Saints want him for a, a one-year contract on a restricted free agent tender, so – Uh, I think they want him on a long-term deal if they make this trade, and uh, so then they'd have more security. uh, But he would cost a lot more. Uh, He's know, I mean, sixty-five
2: million, forty million guaranteed.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the deal that someone like that would get. And so you look at Brandon Cooks; he's going to have his rookie deal this year. He's going to have the option deal next year, and then whether he would be, yeah, franchised or resigned or whatever. Um, that's, that's another year down the road. So when you look at the, that, that's a component you have to factor in. And that's why I agree that you'd like to ideally get a pick back now. Um, you know, I've seen some people out there saying the 32nd pick and Butler, uh, for cooks. I mean, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's completely unrealistic. We're not going to get a first and Butler. Um, you know, maybe we get a third back, you know, well, you
2: know what I could, you know what I could see though. I could see uh, the Saints getting Brandon Cooks and number thirty-two and New England saying, Look, we'll give you our first round pick, but you gotta flip picks in the second round because that yeah. pushes them from thirty-two up to what would it be? Uh, forty it would pu- push yeah, them I mean, from sixty-four to forty two. So I could, see, like so sure, I could sure. see I could see I could see something like that, and the Saints think the Saints will be like, "It's a win because we get the extra first-round pick." Even though it's late, you can still get a guy if you know what you're doing. But I guess the question is, Andrew, uh, and it, we need—I I, want to get back to it a little because at first I was like, "Eh, Jay Klein, whatever, he's nothing." But then the more I read about him, he's really fast. Uh, he seems like he can cover. Um, is he? I guess my question is, is he a better quality linebacker potentially than Robertson? Because Robertson from the Browns,
3: people knocked it.
2: Yeah, people knocked it, and it worked out pretty well. Is he even a better quality linebacker than, say, Craig Robertson?
3: Well, I think it's in the same ballpark. I think, uh, you know, Klein had had to start some games due to injury, Um, but, you know, he's really been a backup. And, you know, the thing about him is he – um, he's been living in Luke Kuechly's shadow, you know, for the last four years uh, as a backup for Carolina, and I think, in some ways, you know, Robertson started towards the end for the Browns, but uh, yeah, I think he was viewed more as a as a backup, a quality backup and special teamer, and that's what Klein was in, in Carolina, and he was a captain on special teams and a very good player, but. Uh, you know, he was kind of thrust into a role of playing a lot more on the yeah. defensive side of the ball with Keekly's injuries and everything. Uh, and he played really well. So uh, I, I envision a scenario where Klein and Robertson are on the field together. Um, you know, who, who knows how healthy Ellerby is going to be. So uh, now you've got Klein and, and then you can move Robertson back to Will. And listen, uh, I haven't fully given up on Anthony. Uh, I think it's one of those things where you let Klein and Anthony battle it out for middle linebacker. My my expectation is that Klein will win that battle. But, uh, you know, if, if Anthony can bounce back and become the middle linebacker, then Klein is still a great backup. They can come in in certain situations. They can play special teams. Um, so he still has value to the team, even if he's not starting. Um, and then if Anthony sucks, then... Klein's a starter, and and you're glad you signed him.
2: Well, and yeah, and the thing is, I saw I saw somebody today say Klein, you know, Klein looked better. Klein looked pretty good because Carolina has a better has a really good defensive line, and the Saints don't have that. Well, I would argue, you know what, the Saints might have a pretty good defensive line if they can yeah, get the eleventh pick away you know, if, from if, if they got say they got Chris Long in a veteran free agent or even um. Barwin, who I I know people knock him, but I like Barwin for the Eagles. If you had Barwin and Barnett at end, and then you had the defensive tackle, what you just talked about, Fairley, and and Rankins and Onyemada and Davison, and then Cam Jordan, that's a pretty damn good front four you can have there. And then suddenly your linebackers are free and they're going to look better, you know? So I think, you know, you might have a guy where Klein, he might be a guy you got on a discount and he's a plus player and he's he's a Shanley Fujita type guy where if you've got good people around him, he can be more than good enough, you know, cause you can't, well, have, you can't have pro bowlers depth. everywhere.
3: Yeah. But it's depth too. I mean, I think you look at the saints linebackers right now and we don't know how it shakes out. You've got Ellerby, you've got Robertson, you've got Klein. I mean, the, the, in the pecking order, you would say, okay, those three are probably the upper echelon. And then below them, you've got Michael Maude, you've got Nate Stupar, you've got Stefan Anthony and, you're not exactly sure how, I mean, these are all capable guys I just named and I I think, I think we know how it plays out, but you know, we don't know if Stupar kind of surprises again. And you know, Shanley was a guy who we always kind of had him penciled in as maybe not being a starter this year. And he continued to surprise. So if Stupar's in the mix, does Anthony have a revival, you know, and, uh, and Robertson, I think are going to battle it out at will. So, um, when when you look at all that, I mean, who knows how it plays out? But the point yeah. is, you're now six deep at yeah, linebacker. you don't
2: know. You don't know where you. You don't know where you don't know where you're. You, the you don't know where the knife wounds are going to come for injuries. You know, last yeah, year you, you, you was so, a corner the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last year was a corner. It might be a linebacker. Hey, we just talked about how awesome the defensive line could be, but it's still It's still sort of Cam Jordan is the son of it. You know, and if he goes down, what do you have, you know? So, I mean, you just you just need to build this roster with depth. And I like what they did. And, you know, I think for the Saints, there's still some there's still some good guys out. I tell you, um, you know, we, we joked about it, me and Kevin, uh, on Monday because it, it worked out for us. Zach Brown, the jokes would be phenomenal, but he didn't sign today. And he's a guy, if his price comes down, Andrew, he's a guy that – i like you know I, I didn't like nick perry at 60 million dollars but i like zach brown at five you know yeah. i mean yeah. so there's there's a lot of good guys
3: and, um, and klein's deal is basically three years 15 million i mean it's very similar um to what they got these other linebackers for um so they can hit the eject button if if, if it doesn't work out and for a guy that's 25 years old i think it's, it's a great deal uh good value so I'm feeling good about it. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, you don't know where the injuries are going to hit you. And and I just feel like a defensive tackle and linebacker today, the Saints have set themselves up to absorb those. Um, You know, one other note I'm going to make is, you know, you look in these last 24 hours, uh, they really surprised me by giving chris banjo a two-year 2.8 million dollar deal oh and,
2: and twitter say, twi- saying twitter was freaking yeah out. they melted
3: down and you know it's a little bit more money than i mean it's in, in this cap it's nothing but um I, I was a little surprised to see him get more than the minimum and get a two-year commitment but uh you saw them do that uh you saw them bring back shiloh Keo. um you saw them get Klein, who is a good special teamer. And even if he ends up starting and not playing special teams, um, it kind of secures maybe Robertson, definitely Stupar, Parr uh, to commit to their roles on special teams. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and they do again today, who's a great returner. So uh, to me in the first 24 hours of free agency, I mean, we'll talk about Warford, who is the big deal and, and, and the cooks trade, uh, which is impending, which is that those are obviously the no, big ticket here- things and in re-signing Fairley's big ticket. But I think it's really important to look at the last 24 hours, and the clear message the Saints sent in my eyes is special teams cost us three to four games last year, and, it's and that's not not, that is not happening in 2017 thing: yeah, we are the thing. spending money to avoid it.
2: Andrew, how many Sunday mornings did me and you and Nick Underhill argue with people about special teams, and they said, we don't care we want guys that do multiple things it's a waste of money it's a waste of resources blah 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 it doesn't really matter and we argue with them and look today proves we were right it matters the saints take it are take. i think today showed they're, they're they've taken it more serious than they've ever taken it besides they
3: they not, they not only hired all they not only signed all these guys you have to remember halfway through last season they added additional money onto their coaching staff to get an extra coach
2: yeah um so i love it i mean i i just think you know the saints their offense is great but imagine if they could start past the 30 on kickoffs (laughs) you know um and get a get a 15 yard 20 yard punt return once every other week like, imagine how unbelievably fantastic it would be, and
3: and not have to kick for a touchback to ensure that the other team doesn't start past the forty.
2: Exactly. Um, so, uh, the the thing that's you know, and Dave had to Dave had to had to bail. We thank him for his time that he could give us. The thing that's really interesting about the Malcolm Butler thing with the Patriots, Andrew, is uh, I have this fear that Bill Belichick's just smarter than everyone. And if he doesn't want Malcolm Butler, I don't know if I want him. You know? Um, and they signed Gilmore today. Why did they give Gilmore $65 million, but they didn't want to give Butler sixty? You know, like those things, maybe it's well, irrational, I, but that's I how think, I think. I
3: think, it's, I think it's important to remember that it hasn't come time to pay Butler. Um, and I say that because he's hit his first year of restricted free agency. And all you have to do... When you hit that point, is tender them, and they tendered him at the first round level to make sure they didn't lose him. So, you know, people say, "Well, why didn't he get a big long term deal?" Well, he's not a free agent. That—that's when you yeah, get—he he, he, he has not hit the level. He has not hit the point in his career that he gets a long term deal, and so uh, they were never thrust into that. And so, yeah, and they said they were close, I think,
2: but they I couldn't think, get
3: it done. Yeah. So I think. Well, but his agent, his agent came out and said, "We haven't talked contract with the Patriots in over a year." Yeah, so so I think it, it has a lot more to do with that, and it's not that they want to get rid of. I, I understand the reasons for being scared and all this stuff, but I think at the end of the day, they're losing Logan Ryan. they're and they may trade Butler because they love Cooks. I think this is less about them not wanting Butler. And Cook. more about like Belichick is in love with Brandon Cooks. And yeah. so I think as they were preparing to try to make this trade happen, they're like, well, we just lost Logan Ryan. If we're going to try to get Brandon Cooks, we may have to give up Butler. So we better go out and get ourselves a corner.
2: Yeah. And this in New England does the way they manage their cap. It, they don't pay you early unless you take their deal they're even more extreme than loomis in that sense you know so they may have talked deal with malcolm butler but they were like hey malcolm butler do you want to sign two years early we're only going to give you 25 million dollars guaranteed and he's like no i want 40 and they're like well if you want 40 you're gonna have to wait two years you know um so that's the sense there um but are you okay with you're okay with straight up cooks for butler
3: well, again, I think uh, you know the main thing is the contract, um, and w- once you factor that in, no, I mean, I, I think if you take the contract out of the equation, yes. you know, if you're asking me, if you're asking me, you know, the quality of the players, I think Butler is established as a number one corner in the league. Um, I, I think um, Cooks is established as maybe a one A receiver in the league. I mean, I, I don't think a team picks up Brandon Cooks and says this is our number one receiver. You know, w- w- without, you know, I mean, I, I don't think people would say that about Deshaun Jackson, you I, know. Well, um, and I, I think right now Cooks is at Deshaun Jackson level. Deshaun Jackson is a terrific playmaker, respected throughout the league. I mean, I think Cooks in, in three years has already hit that level and he can certainly get better. Um, but I think Cooks is a 1A receiver right now, and Malcolm Butler is a bona fide number one corner that covers the best receiver on every team he faces um, Mm -hmm. and does well doing it. So um, you can talk about system guy. I mean, the system we're talking about here is a Super Bowl champion, the best (laughs) team of the last 20 years. So if he's a system guy for the best system that's ever existed in football, uh, I (laughs) don't really have a problem with that.
2: Well, here's my thing with – with 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 the national media, they're like he can't really make a difference. They're like he won't make much of a difference for the Saints because their their defense isn't as good. I'm like, have you seen the Saints corners? Good God, man, he will make a huge. I mean, he will make a huge difference. Um, the interesting thing about this trade, though, Andrew, is I think this is a, it is a, critical moment for Loomis and Payton because, you know, you we can argue about the Jimmy Graham game. Look, I argue with you. I argue on Twitter. You know, but here's the thing that I think swings the the Jimmy Graham trade in the sense that people think it's better for the Saints than it really is. Jimmy Graham wasn't out in Seattle killing it, you know. Like even when he was healthy, like Seattle never could quite figure out how to make him what he was with Sean Payton, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt the Patriots will make him a star.
2: Brandon I Cooks, he yeah, is. He is the prototypical little white dude receiver that overachieves. He's that mold, except he's got super athletic skills. He will kill it in New England. He's going He'll have 100 catches, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, and that's his floor in New England. So if the Saints do this deal, Andrew, let me tell you something. Butler better kick lots of ass, because I know Cooks is going to kick lots of ass in New England.
3: Yeah, I you know, agree. So,
2: so you won't have that thing of, well, you know the Saints might have whiffed on Anthony, but Jimmy Graham he got injured. he wasn't really doing that well anyway, and people could say, "Well, Unger did pretty well, our line's a lot better, we think, so it can kind of you can kind of talk yourself into it, man, if Butler is struggling and Brandon Cooks is putting up hundred catches twelve hundred yards and ten scores, people are gonna be like, "What the fuck did you do?" You know yeah, so this
3: yeah. I think this trade I, is, I think I think it's important to remember. You know, once again, I think there's there's a few factors at play here. Number one, Cooks isn't coming coming back to the Saints. I mean, after these next two years, he, he's out. He, he he does he's unhappy in the offense. Um, he's already voiced that. Um, I, I think I think a problem in the locker room is starting to marinate. And if you let if you keep him and you let him stay, it's only going to get worse. Now, I believe, I, I still would like to believe that Cooks is a professional and that he's going to behave correctly if, if he's forced to stay. Um, but as time goes on, if these feelings continue yeah. down this path, it could get worse. Yeah. And, and so I don't think he would come back. That's number one. Number two, I mean, I, I'm not going to even list the number of key playmakers the Saints offense has lost and not missed a beat with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Um, if they unload cooks, I believe that they will find another receiver. I mean, they've already got Snead. Uh, they've already got Mike Thomas. Now you add Ted Ginn. Um, I believe that they will be just fine without cooks. This offense will find a way. Um, the offensive line just got better, which means their running game will get better. Um, so I, I still think this offense won't miss a beat even if Brandon cooks isn't in it. Um, I, I this this team is way more desperate, in my opinion. I think if you were to ask me, you can get a top-notch corner um, or you can keep an elite receiver. Um, this team is, is way too balanced towards offense, and I think they need a, a defensive player. So to me, you know, they, they need they need this guy. They need Butler. They need yeah, a, a, and the a thing is, corner.
2: the thing is, look, Ted Ginn can give him the vertical threat. Uh, they could draft another receiver. They if they can, f- they can find receivers. And you know what? Look, everybody says Cor- Kobe Fleener was a bust last year and whatever. You know, he'll get some of those throws. He could get bumped up to sixty-five, seventy catches. And yeah, he'll ha- still have the drops that'll drive us nuts. But I don't think as long as the line is healthy, as long as Breeze is playing, uh they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine on offense. The thing is when you give up these assets and you just, they got to hit, they they've got to, that you just because you can trade an asset away and still be okay on offense doesn't mean when you trade that asset away and the stuff you get back doesn't help you. Like eventually you run out of chances because you run out of assets on
3: offense. Well, I I agree with you. I, I think so. I mean, there's two things about this, this cook's trade. If it happens, number one, um, I, I think it exacerbates the importance of getting that satellite back um, because they try to get Cooks to do some of that stuff, uh, the, the sprawl stuff. We're talking about jet sweeps, mm-hmm. bubble screens, um, reverses, stuff like that. He was never any good at it. And um, you know, I, I don't I really feel like Cooks ever really materialized in that role. Um, you know, They get a guy like McCaffrey in the draft. Um, I mean, he, he's the prototype. Um, but I think if Cooks is gone, uh, you really need a guy to fill that role. I think yeah, Ginn Devin will. T- Cook from yeah, Ginn, Ginn, Yeah, I mean, Ginn will take care of the field stretching, um, but he can't do that stuff. So they need they need to find someone that can. Um, so I would say that the other thing. I mean, I think the working assumption here has got to be that Swan is going to be hurt, PJ Williams <laughs> is going to be hurt, Delvin Bro is going to be hurt, like their corners are going to drop like flies. They have for the last decade, and for whatever reason, that position in New Orleans, they drop like flies. And now you've got a bunch of guys, like all your top corners have injury history. So mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable like getting Malcolm, Malcolm Butler and just assuming, hey, we got a number one guy now. We good at that position. We're not good at that position because we don't have enough bodies. So I don't, I don't care if it's bring Sterling more back. I don't care if it's draft three cornerbacks. I don't care if it's – maybe it's just get Butler and another guy that's cheaper in free agency. Uh, but I, I, I but still think – get Butler
2: that, and Logan Ryan and just have this Patriot well, I, second I there. mean, and obviously that's
3: not going to happen. But I, they need to stockpile is my point at that position. They can't just trade for Butler and assume that corner –
2: Well, fine. if you get Butler, Sterling Moore, PJ Williams, Bro uh, – that would give you four, and then you have Kyle Wilson, right? That would be five. Is
3: um, Kyle Wilson's give, still on the team?
2: Yeah, uh, Swan gives you six. You could draft one. That'd give you seven, and you yeah, can even Ken Crawley. Ken Crawley. I mean, you can bring it, and then maybe you can even sign a veteran flyer when the if the market collapses. Uh, so, I mean, you could do that. Uh, the interesting thing to me is, um, do the Saints? You know, because to to me, Andrew. They did everything uh, fantastic today, and as uh, Eric Nola flint says, look, they—they they today was perfect. They signed need players without spending over ten million a year for anyone. Do, do, my thing is, do they have another bullet in them? In a sense of, Loomis will look at the market and say, oh, that guy, and I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to say a name because I don't know who it would be would be but oh wow that's a guy who we had pegged at 11 million but he's at seven we weren't planning on signing that position or that guy but he's there you know do you do you think that could happen because i think they're they're sort of like maybe like under budget does that make sense after today
3: yeah you mean in free agency
2: yeah i mean in free agency
3: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, Logan Ryan's kind of the one big name that didn't drop today. I was surprised by that. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean if this thing doesn't work out with Malcolm Butler, uh, I wonder if they would come back to him. Um, you know, I mean, there's a couple other corners. You got Prince of Mukamura, you got uh, Morris Claiborne. Um, so you've got a couple corners that are out there. Um, but, yeah, you mean you got Drake Kirkpatrick. So Kirkpatrick. So I I think um, – No,
2: he re-signed with Cincy.
3: Did he? Yeah. That's official?
2: Yeah, that was official.
3: Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know they're looking at Manti Teo. Um, Manti you know
2: that- Teo. This is a question from Balky. Should we warn Manti Teo about the ladies who may not be ladies that could be found down Oof. on Burbage? Come on, Balky. <laughs> Manti well, Teo, he's a, he's a two-down linebacker, though. Right. I mean, yeah.
3: He, he, yeah. No. I mean, he, he's a good player. I, I I talked to one of my uh, buddies at the Chargers' fan. He's one of the most pessimistic friends I have. So I me. I when I asked him about Teo, I immediately assumed that he was going to tell me he's terrible. Uh, yeah. But he actually told me, no, he's really good. He's just never healthy. But when he plays, he's good. So yeah. it sounded like another Ellerby. So he, he'd fit in perfectly.
2: Yeah. Uh, what um, free?
3: Go ahead. I, I I would keep an eye on on Elvis Doomerville. Um, you know, just seeing what the market looks like for Chris him. Chris Long. I'd yeah, rather. I mean, I'd you rather mentioned Connor Barwin as I well. I
2: like Connor Barwin a lot. He's a five sack guy, he's a hippie, which is always fun. Um, so I, I just think, look, and I'm not saying you, you want Connor Barwin or whoever they would sign, or Doomerville or Chris Long, you have to pair them with a number one pick pass rusher, you know? But. I think Chris Long is like your veteran. Let's play him in a role, you know, a certain number of snaps, maybe not start. I think you can get much better than you got out of Kruger than him. But, you know, um, but here's a question from Sean. What free agency, what free agent are you most worried about signing with one of our NFC South rivals? Well, I can tell you, I don't know what the fuck Carolina was doing today. I, I mean, seriously, signing Khalil at left tackle from Minnesota and Minnesota didn't even attempt it, and they gave him. 50, they didn't even Minnesota didn't even attempt to keep him, and they gave him fifty five million. Like, you know, um, and Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, who I called on the Monday podcast, Andrew Yay for me. Is there anybody that you signed in the South that signed that you were really interested?
3: Uh, I mean, Terrell Pryor is still out there. I mean, uh, I guess I guess I wouldn't be psyched if the Falcons got him. You know um but no i mean i'm just looking at the free agent names out there i mean there's no one that at this point you know kind of all the heavy hitters are gone so i think at this point i mean logan ryan's really the best one left
2: yeah chris asked if the saints get butler can they afford to keep he and bro listen bro was a nice story two years ago but he hadn't really been healthy his 2 years in new orleans and he is a guy he's really he's a nice nickel corner or a nice third corner but let's slow down on bro being elite i know pff said 2 years ago all that stuff he's a really nice little corner but he ain't he ain't going to be a 12 14 million dollar corner he's just not i don't see it
3: yeah i mean i i don't I don't know how good Bro's... I don't think we can assume Bro's going to be any good this year. I mean, I, let's remember how fast of a decline it was for Keenan Lewis after that knee. Um, yeah. And he's, he's done. I mean, he's finished. He's not even in the league. So, um, you know, I think Bro, you know, as fun as it was two years ago, you know, last year he broke his leg. He came back from his broken leg, and then he got some other injury that finished him off for the year. So... Sure. You're talking, yeah, you're, you're talking about a guy who, um, you know, with a broken leg, I mean, we saw what it did to Kenny Vaccaro in year two, um, different injury. Um, but at, at the same time, I mean, y- you can't assume he's just going to bounce back and be fine. Um, yeah. you know, bro, when he came back from his broken leg, he had clearly lost speed. He was way more handsy and physical cause he felt like he had to grab and, so he was getting flagged a lot more. So, I mean, the guy has a, a neck surgery. I mean, he had he had a broken spine or a broken neck. So, I mean, he he's got an extensive injury history. I'd say he's a bigger risk than your average corner. I just don't think the Saints can count on Bro to, to be. I mean, I think if I think it's got a the the mentality has to be that it's Lanyap. If Bro comes in this year. Plays well and reestablishes himself as a as a number one or, or a top corner. Um, to me, that would be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints can't go into the season counting. The on more that.
2: the more I think about it, they've got a they've got a re-sign Sterling Moore. Hopefully, that the veteran market corners collapses and the Saints can get a good deal for him. Uh, they got to re-sign him. They got to go get Malcolm Butler, and they got to draft a corner. Yeah, you know, I think. I, and, yeah. and look. The, the worst-case scenario is you're like, damn, all these corners are healthy. What are we going to do with them? But, like, that's a problem that the Saints never have because they're going to get leprosy and a couple of them are going to die, and, you know, you just got to work with what you got. Um, to look on the downside, which new free agent will be most – which free agent is most likely to be disappointing that they signed today?
3: Oh, it's got to be Ted Ginn. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. He's, he's 31 – um, I think, I think he could easily. Uh, I mean, I'm just picturing four weeks into the season, he has two god awful drops on deep balls, and, and one of them cost. Yeah, one of them cost the Saints a game, and he fumbles a pun. And you know, Sean Payton has a quick trigger with making. They don't a change. have
2: Jaris, They don't have Jarris Bird anymore to fair catch everything either.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I could see Ginn being a disaster.
2: Yeah. Um, but I don't think they probably paid in much, but I mean, and, and look, even if it doesn't work out, they, 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 they made an attempt on the first day to get better at kick return. And that's all you can, you know, that's all you can ask. Um, should the saints take the number 18 pick for cooks? Is that a good deal?
3: Sorry, say again,
2: is should the saints take the 18 number 18 pick for cooks? Is that a good deal?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. At eighteen, are you going to get a player as impactful as Malcolm Butler? That's that's the question. Well, here's
2: a here's a poll question I, I had. here's a poll question I asked, and it was it was it was it was sixty. It ended up it ended up fifty five forty five. I think for for one of the scenarios, I said, look, dream scenario for Loomis Tennessee offers you five and eighteen for Cooks and number eleven, or New mm-hmm. England offers you a Butler and thirty two for Cooks.
3: To me, that's easy. To me, that's easy. It's um, Butler and, and, 30. and thirty-two. Yeah, because you're getting two assets for Cooks, um, and, you're,
2: and you know one of them's rock rock solid. Whereas yep. five and eighteen, they're right, they're nice, they're potential, they're shiny because they're they're unused and and nothing is as glorious as an unused top ten draft pick, right?
3: Yeah, um, but you don't or know even what you're gonna... or you, even just an unused first round pick in general. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't know, and and you're giving up two assets to get those. So I, I think it's just you know the return is maybe you know maybe Malcolm Butler won't be as productive as a top five pick, and maybe the 32nd pick won't be as good as the 18th pick. Um, but hey, at least you're not giving up 11.
2: Um, you know, and we joked. I joked about it in my Channel Four column. We joked about it all off season. This is the year of the YOLO. Um, yep. Uh, do you feel like they went YOLO today? I feel like they went really I thought, hard. I
3: thought it was actually kind of not as YOLO and more just smart.
2: I don't know, man. Would if 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 they if if Zietler would have took Tom Benson's money instead? Do you yes. F- I feel like they want. I feel like they wanted to go YOLO. It didn't work out with Zietler, so they did a lot of smart stuff. But I still think they're itching to go YOLO. Like I, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like I mean, like to me, and you, and I think you've said this a couple of times before. You know, you look at team like like Cincinnati. They've been close, 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 banging on the door. hadn't won a playoff game. They let two fifths of their offensive line walk out the fucking door today. You know. Yeah. And you can say whatever you want about old man Benson. But I guarantee you, that wouldn't happen with the Saints. They wouldn't let that happen. And, Zero chance. You know, and and Tom Benson, he will spend money. Now, look, I don't know how close it was with either. Maybe the Saints were only offered him. Maybe the Saints were only offered him twenty-five million guaranteed or whatever. You know, um, so I don't know how close it was. But the thing that I know is it was down between the Saints and the Browns, and that's a good sign. You know, I I don't think. Uh, Benson tells them no on anything they want. You know, it's just they have to make the right moves. And I think as a, as a fan, Andrew, that makes me really excited. You look at teams like Cincinnati today, or I'm trying to think of, of, of other teams that didn't do uh, a lot of moves. Can't Well, Kansas City, they went to the playoffs, so that's not really – but, I mean, they have a bunch of teams that don't really spend, you know. Um, and then you have teams like Jacksonville. They spend and spend and spend and never win shit. So – and Cleveland. Oh, we got to talk about that Cleveland trade. I know it's not a Saints thing, but that was big news in Houston. Andrew, Cleveland, for people that don't know, Cleveland basically went to the Texans and was like, hey, you want to get rid of Brock Osweiler? We'll take him off your books. We want your second-round pick. And Houston did it. Cleveland basically paid $16 million for an extra second-round pick. Seven, yeah, my but,
3: way, $17 yeah, and, million. And, and people will say, like, well— that a second round pick isn't worth $17 million. That's ridiculous. But what you have to understand is the Browns have, what do they have, $100 million in yeah. cap room? They're not going to... It is literally, unless they were so reckless with their contracts, um, giving guys like Cordell Patterson one year $11 million deals and doing stuff like that like seven times, um, unless they were so idiotic with their free agency that they were just reckless to spend it all. It's impossible to spend a hundred million dollars. I mean, unless every top flight guy was going to sign with you, but obviously they're the Browns. That's not going to happen. So they're going to have a bunch of room and you, and you have to spend a minimum of what is it, Ralph? 85, 85% 85 of your cap, you have to spend. Um, And so I, it's going to be hard just with the way that cap worked out for them this year to spend all that money. And so uh, the way they can do it is ba- oh, basically this is, a, this is a way for them to kind of spend some money that they have to um, and they get a free second round pick out of it and it does Osweiler can either sit on the bench for them or they can just release him and take the dead money. Um, they, they can do whatever they want. It doesn't mean that is yeah. in the plans for them at quarterback, but uh, given their cap situation, they used it to their advantage to get a second round pick for free.
2: Yeah, I mean, and people were like, what? But, I mean, uh, Tony Rowan's going to
3: go. I think it's a genius move for the I Browns. think it
2: is. I think, listen.
3: Cleveland's and I think, been- I think it proves, I mean, listen, the Texans, they might get a little cap flexibility. And, they got um,
2: decimated today, man. They lost three corners today. Yeah, you
3: might, say, you might say, hey, you know, they got Osweiler off the books and they, away from the team, and so maybe that's a win. But how bad does that make them look? That they invested uh, all that money in him, one year to only a- play one year, and then they had to give up a second round pick to get him out the door.
2: I mean, at least the Saints just cut Jared Bird right after yeah. three years. You know, yeah, they didn't have to
3: pay someone or, a or, or, pick or Brandon
2: to him. or Brandon Browner. You know, they're just like bye yeah. bye. You know, they didn't have to give somebody a pick to get rid of them. Um, but I mean,
3: way more embarrassing for the Texans. You know. In my and
2: th- and 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 again, thanks to everybody who donated. This is what you this is what you wanted. We give you an extra extra podcast every month. Uh, it'll be harder to do in the summer, but we'll figure something out. Uh, I would say, Andrew, people were super excited about this off because of the cap space, because of different things. And look, that's not just me talking. If you look at our podcast rankings, people, the last three weeks you've been listening to this podcast more than you listen to it during the season. You know, I mean, like, so people are pumped. I would say today, Andrew, even ramped it up even more. Uh, I would say, I would say people haven't been this excited about the saints since 2014, 2011.
3: I mean, they're. I I, I gotta say I'm relieved Ralph, because I was getting a little nervous after the Brandon Coleman and the banjo re-signings and and people were kind of melting down. On twitter over that they were and i'm like what are you guys talking about these are camp bodies i mean they can be cut and the investment is the minimum like they can be cut in training camp if they're not any good and um i i just feel like the way fans are reacting i was like god and i I really feel like sometimes it's like everyone wants an elite corner and then you sign one and people are unhappy about how much it costs and it's like well what do you which one do you want um so I'm I'm happy to see that for the most part on Twitter uh the morale of the fan base right now is pointing up and people are liking the Saints moves because listen you in this day and era with this salary cap to land anything you have to spend.
2: Yeah I mean yeah I mean listen um you know what was it it was just what three 20 it was just 2 years ago right they got Brandon Browner and they gave him three years fifteen million dollars to be yep. the number two corner. Today they gave Klein the basically the same contract and he may be a borderline starter special teams guy. I mean that's the that's the that's just what it is. And I mean to be honest, teams if if Loomis has taught us nothing, Andrew, teams can do whatever the fuck they want within the confines of the cap almost i mean you can get kind of tied up in knots where the saints have been not able to go crazy the last couple years but they still did a bunch of stuff you know so don't give a it's not our money who gives a who gives a shit what they pay nick farley i want the saints to win on sunday and i don't really care And the fact of the matter is the Drew Brees clock is ticking and I know all these people, Bill Barnwell and all these people they have their analytics and they tell me free agency doesn't work. But you know what Andrew? They may be right over the long haul that free agency doesn't work. But the Saints built a goddamn Super Bowl winning winner off of free agency. You know? They did it on one draft. They signed Drew Brees and they got a lot of a bunch of free agents. That's how they won their Super Bowl. And the Saints ain't changing. So I say keep rolling them dice. Uh, so thanks to everybody. Is, is, if, if there was – Andrew, if I said we're going to do podcast on Monday, if I said, Andrew, the Saints can do one more move before Monday, what do you want them to do? And then we'll get out of here.
3: Yeah, I mean, they filled a lot of needs. Um, I mean, the guard addition is huge. Um, I mean – I, I'm, I'm kind of giving up on pass rusher until the draft.
2: No, that wasn't it. it was and listen, there's I mean, no- maybe
3: they take a flyer on an aging pass rusher that's out there like a Chris yeah. Long. Um, but if there's one move, I mean, it's... I, I don't really care how they do it. Um, but my goal would be um, to get a corner. And whether that's Logan Ryan in free agency, whether that's trading for Malcolm Butler, um, you know, I... I'll say I'll say if there's one move get get whatever high return deal you're gonna get for cooks done mm-hmm. uh, so whether that's getting just getting a couple picks um, or getting a pick in a player or getting Malcolm Butler whatever it is um, that would be what I would like to see happen by Monday um, j- just to get this over with and not have I mean I, I want to get the right return for cooks um, but I, I'd rather it happen sooner than later
2: yeah I mean you got it and you gotta you know, you got a plan. I mean, like, look if if the if the Malcolm Butler deal isn't going to go through, then you you know, th- like I said, you got to – like you said, you got to go your and, elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know what I would um, you know what I I would uh, hope. I mean, he didn't sign. He just visited with Miami, but um, and I don't want him to. Sp- I wouldn't want him to spend a ton of money on him, but. I think if you if you if you told me, look, they compare a veteran pass rusher with the draft pick, Jabal Sharad Shri- from the Patriots. Sheed. Sheed. Is that is how that, is it, It's S H E A R D. Is that how you say it? Uh,
3: yeah. So is I, it, I, I Sheard, Sheard Jabal Sheard
2: Jabal Sheard. I like him one because I can butcher his name for the next two or three years. But what did
3: you say at first? Shahid.
2: Shahid Jabal Shahid Sharid. Jesus. Um I like him cuz I can butcher his name for a couple years and Andrew I just like I think he can be a really good veteran defensive end. The problem is I don't think the Saints are going to spend for him more than like 6 more than like 6-7 million, you know? And they shouldn't. No, but I mean like if, if I could if if I could get him for the fi- same contract I got fairly, I'd do it in a heartbeat.
3: Uh, that sounds pricey to me.
2: I mean, I mean, that's that's the move that I hope they make. Uh, and Manti Teow would be phenomenal for me and Kevin for jokes. Yeah. Which makes us terrible people, but whatever. So, um, for Dave, for Kevin, who's MIA, for Andrew, go to Saints Nation. Andrew will have all the updates uh, tomorrow and throughout the rest of free agency. Uh, thanks, to everybody. You donated. You got your bonus cash bonus cast. I hope you enjoyed it. Until Monday, the bar is
1: closed.